Chapter 9, Part 4 of Glimpses of Italian Society in the 18th Century by Hester Lynch Pionzi. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Naples, Part 4. These dear people at Rome and Naples do live so in the very hulk of shipwrecked or rather founded paganism, have their habitation so at the very bottom of the cask, can it fail to retain the scent when the lees are scarce yet dried up, clean or evaporated? That an odd jumble of past and present days, past and present ideas of dignity, events, and even manner of portioning out their time, still confuse their heads, may be observed in every conversation with them. And when a few weeks ago we revisited in company of some newly arrived english friends the old baths of bayet Lochreen lake etc tobias who rode us over bid us observe the appian way under the water where indeed it appears quite clearly even to the tracks of wheels on its old pavement made of very large stones and seeing me perhaps particularly attentive yes madam said he I do assure you that Don Horace and Don Virgil, of whom we hear such a deal, used to come from Rome to their country seats here in a day over this very road, which is now overflowed, as you see it, by repeated earthquakes, but which was then so good and so unbroken, that if they rose early in the morning, could easily gallop hither against the Ave Maria. It was very observable in our second visit paid to the Stufe San Germano that they had increased prodigiously in heat since Mount Vesuvius had ceased throwing out fire, though at least fourteen miles from it and a vast portion of the sea between them. It vexed me to have no thermometer again, but by what one's immediate feelings could inform us there were many degrees of difference. I could not now bear my hand on any part of them for a moment. The same luckless dog was again produced and again restored to life, like the lady in Dryden's fables who was condemned to be hunted, killed, recovered and set on foot again for the amusement of her tormentors, a story borrowed from the Italian. Solfaterra burned my fingers as I plucked an incrustation off which allured me by the beauty of its colours, and roared with more violence than when I was there before. This horrible volcano is by no means extinguished yet, but seems pregnant with wonders, principally combustible, and likely to break with one at every step, all the earth round it being hollow as a drum and I should think of no great thickness, neither so plainly does one hear the sighings underneath, which some of the country people imagine to be tortured spirits howling with agony. It is supposed that Lake Agnano, where the dog is flung in if the dewy grass do not suffice to recover him with its humidity and freshness, as it often does, is but another crater of another volcano long ago self-destroyed by scorpion-like suicide and it is like enough it may be so there is not wanting however those that think or say at least how a subterraneous or subaqueous city 
remains even now under that lake, but lies too deep for inspection. Though surrounded by such terrifying objects, the Neapolitans are not, I think, disposed to cowardly, though easily persuaded to devotional superstitions. They are not afraid of spectres or supernatural apparitions, but sleep contentedly and soundly in small rooms made for the ancient dead, and now actually in the occupation of old Roman bodies the catacombs belonging to whom are still very impressive to the fancy and i have known many an english gentleman who would not endure to have his courage impeached by living white whose imagination would notwithstanding have disturbed his slumbers not a little had he been obliged to pass one night where these poor women sleep securely wishing only for that money which travellers are not unwilling to bestow and perhaps a walk among these hollow caves of death, these sad repositories of what was once animated by valour and illuminated by science, strikes one much more than all the urns and lacrimatories of Portici. The Queen of Naples is delivered, and we are all to make merry. The Castello d'Orvo, just under our windows, is to be illuminated, and from the Carthusian convent on the hill to my poor solitary old acquaintance the hermit and hairdresser who inhabits a cleft in mount vesuvius all resolve to be happy and to rejoice in the felicity of a prince that loves them shouting and candles and torches and coloured lamps and policinello above all the rest did their best to drive forward the general joy and make known the birth of the royal baby for many miles round the capital. And there was a splendid opera the next night in this finest of all fine theatres, though that of Milan pleases me better, as I prefer the elegant curtains which festoon it over the boxes there to our heavy gilt ornaments here at Naples. And their boasted looking-glasses, never cleaned, have no effect as I perceive towards helping forward the enchantment a festa di ballo or masquerade given here however was exceedingly gay and the dresses surprisingly rich our party a very large one all italians retired at one in the morning to quite the finest supper of its size i ever saw fish of various sorts incomparable in their kinds composed eight dishes of the first course we had thirty-eight set on the table in that course forty-nine in the second with wines and dessert truly magnificent for all of which mr piozzi protested to me that we paid only three shillings and sixpence a head english money but for the truth of that he must answer we sat down twenty-two persons to supper and i observed there were numbers of these parties made in different taverns or apartments adjoining to the theatre whither after refreshment we returned and danced till daylight the theatre is a vast building even when not inhabited or set off by lights and company all of stone too like that of milan but particularly defended from fire by st anthony who has an altar and chapel erected to his honour and showily decorated at the door and on sunday night january the twenty second 
there were fireworks exhibited in honour of himself and his pig which was placed on the top and illuminated with no small ingenuity the fire catching hold of his tail first con rispetto as said our cicerone but il re lir et i sue tre figlie is advertised and i am sick to-night and cannot go my loss however is somewhat compensated for though i could not see our own shakespeare's play acted at naples i went some days after to one of the charming theatres this town is entertained by every evening and saw a play which struck me exceedingly the plot was simply this an englishman appears dressed precisely as a quaker his hat on his head his hands in his pockets and with a very pensive air says he will take that pistol producing one and shoot himself for says he the politics go wrong at home now and i hate the ministerial party so england does not please me i tried france but the people there laughed so about nothing and sung so much out of tune i could not bear france so i went over to holland those dutch dogs are so covetous and hard-hearted they think of nothing but their money i could not endure a place where one heard no sound in the whole country but frogs croaking and ducats chinking maledetti so i went to spain where i narrowly escaped a sunstroke for the sake of seeing those idle beggarly dons that if they do condescend to cobble a man's shoe think they must do it with a sword by their side i came here to naples therefore and though it is so fine a country one can get no fox hunting only running after a wild pig yes yes i must shoot myself the world is so very dull i'm tired aunt he then coolly prepares matters for the operation when a young woman bursts into his apartment bewails her fate for a moment then faints away our countryman lays by his pistol brings the lady to life and having heard part of her story sets her in a place of safety more confusion follows a gentleman enters storming with rage at a treacherous friend he hints at and a false mistress the englishman gravely advises him to shoot himself no no replies the warm italian i will shoot them though if i can catch them but want of money hinders me from prosecuting the search that however is now instantly supplied by the generous Briton, who enters into their affairs detects and punishes the rogue who had betrayed them all settles the marriage and reconciliation of his new friends adds himself something to the good girl's fortune and concludes the piece with saying that he has altered his intentions and will think no more of shooting himself while life may be in all countries rendered pleasant to him who will employ it in the services of his fellow-creatures and finishes with these words that such are the sentiments of an englishman but i am called from my observations and reflections to see what the neapolitans call il trionfo di policinello a person for whom they profess peculiar value harlequin and brighella here scarcely share the fondness of an audience 
while at Milan, Venice, etc., much pleasantry is always cast into their characters. The Triumph was a pageant of prodigious size, set on four broad wheels, like our wagons, but larger. It consisted of a pyramid of men, twenty-eight in number, placed with wonderful ingenuity, all of one size, something like what one has seen at Sadler's Wells, the Royal Circus, etc., dressed in one uniform namely the white habit and puce-coloured mask of caro Policinello, disposed too with that skill which tumblers alone can either display or describe a single figure still in the same dress crowning the whole and forming a point at the top by standing fixed on the shoulders of his companions and playing merrily on the fiddle while twelve oxen of a beautiful white colour and trapped with many shining ornaments drew the whole slowly over the city, amidst the acclamations of innumerable spectators that followed and applauded the performance with shouts. What I have learned from this show, and many others of the same kind, is of no greater value than the derivation of his name, who is so much the favourite of Naples. But from the mask he appears in, cut and coloured so as exactly to resemble a flea, with hook nose and wrinkles like the body of that animal his employment too being ever ready to hop and skip and jump about with affectation of uncommon elasticity giving his neighbours a sly pinch from time to time all these circumstances added to the very intimate acquaintance and connection all the neapolitans have with this the least offensive of all the innumerable insects that infest them and last of all his name which corrupted how we please, was originally Bullicinello, leaves me persuaded that the appellation is merely Little Flea. Van Vitelli's aqueduct is a prodigiously beautiful, magnificent, and what is more, a useful performance. Having the finest models of antiquity, he is said to have surpassed them all. Why such superb and expensive methods should still be used to conduct water up and down italy any more than other nations or why they are not equally necessary in france and england nobody informs me madame de bocage inquired long ago when she was taken to see the fountain trevi at rome why they had no water at paris but the seine i think the question so natural that one wishes to repeat it and one great reason, little urged by others, incites me to look with envy on the delicious and almost innumerable gushes of water that cool the air of Naples and Rome, and pour their pellucid tides through almost every street of those luxurious cities. It is this, that I consider them as a preservative against the dreadfulest of all maladies, canine madness a distemper which, notwithstanding the excess of heat, has here scarcely a name. Sure, it is the plenty of drink the dogs meet at every turn that must be the sole cause of a blessing so desirable. My stay has always been much shorter than I wished in every great town of Italy, but here, when numberless wonders strike the sense without fatiguing it, I do feel double pleasure 
and among all the new ideas I have acquired since England lessened to my sight upon the sea, those gained at Naples will be the last to quit me. Everyone who leaves her carries off the same sensations. I have asked several inhabitants of other Italian states what they like best in Italy except home. It was Naples always. Dear, delightful Naples. End of chapter 9, part 4